This is the Talk of Fame Network, featuring Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges from the Boston Herald, Rick Gosselin of the Dallas Morning News, and your Hall of Fame host, Clark Judge. And now, let the debates begin. Who is a Hall of Famer? Will they be enshrined in Canton? Do they have the numbers to get in? Let the experts who make the decision tell you who will be signing their name with HOF next to it. And now, it's the Talk of Fame Network. Before we get started, we'd like to welcome WJNC in Philadelphia to the Talk of Fame Network. It's our first week there, and Philadelphians, I've got my own Broad Street Bullies and Rick and Ron, and this is what you're about to hear. We'll be talking quarterbacks today with Peyton Manning front and center, and we're going to hear from former Carolina GM Marty Herney, the man who built the undefeated Panthers, as well as check in with Hall of Fame voter Pete Doherty, Green Bay, and get his take on what's happening or not happening with the Packers. We're also going to hear why, friend of the show, Dan Reeves belongs in the Hall of Fame, pay tribute to the 152nd anniversary of a very significant address with some very significant speeches of our own, and launch the second in our series of residential debates. But first, since we're a Hall of Fame-driven program, let's deal with a Hall of Fame-driven quarterback. I'm talking, of course, about Peyton Manning, who was benched last weekend and who was sidelined indefinitely with a foot injury. Goose? How much of what we're seeing in Peyton Manning now is the product of 39 years of age, and how much is just injury? Clark Manning's thrown 1,000 more passes than Dan Marino and 2,000 more than John Elway. He holds the NFL's two most meaningful passing records, career yards and touchdowns, but it took him 17 seasons and 265 games to get them. And he, and he didn't arrive in the NFL with a cannon arm of either Marino or Elway. He's also been sacked. 300 times, been hit in the pocket, probably triple that on non-sacks. You know, it's clear the physical and mental grind has taken a toll, and his arm is no longer there. He's 39. The great ones don't stay great forever. Ronnie, do we see him again? And if so, when do we see him again? Uh, well, we shouldn't, uh, but my guess is uh, he'll do all he can to get back for what uh, more and more seems like, you know, the final showdown uh, with Tom Brady and the Patriots on Sunday night uh, football in a couple weeks. But as Goose says, you know, when your body begins to uh, desert you in sports the way Manning's has, uh, you know, it's talking to you, and you can listen or you can not listen. But either way, your body's no longer your ally. You know, all your life, if you're a guy like Peyton Manning, one thing you could rely on was your body would do what you told it to. Well, now it's talking to him, and whether he leaves, uh, listens or not, uh, he'll be leaving the stage, and it's uh, unfortunately it's, it's not going to be a pretty exit. Yeah, but, uh, guys, that body was talking to him last year, and it wasn't good. It deserted him, and... and he looked the same as he did in the playoffs last year. And I guess I'm wondering, when's enough enough? Uh, I guess what I'm saying is, you know, when is it over and, and who tells him? I mean, if you're Gary Kubiak, Goose, if you're the head coach, the Denver Broncos, can you tell him no? If he says, I want to return, no, stay, stay on the bench. See, I don't think it's going to be Kubiak. I think if, if Peyton needs a voice of reason, it'll be his dad. Archie will know. And I believe Peyton will know, too. I doubt the Broncos will have to talk about a playing in 2016. This season has been a disaster for him, and he realized it. The arm isn't there for any more records of Super Bowl, so why continue playing? He's going to fit. I think he tries to finish out this season and calls call the quits. Yeah, I, I think that's probably a good uh, uh, bet there. You know, he wouldn't listen to Kubiak, um, uh, I don't think. And, and as Goose says, he probably wouldn't even listen to uh, Elway, you know. And the fact of the matter is, as bad as he's looked, El, uh, Manning in a wheelchair is better than Brock Osweiler, and Kubiak knows it. So, uh, you know. <laughs> 
uh, you know, what do you do? I mean, he's not going to quit in the middle of the season. That would be. Well, Ron, let me ask you this. What if they find something, Brock Oswald? Let's just say for argument's sake, he does okay. Would you keep Manny Neal to the bench? Well, yeah, if he if he wins and he, and he plays well, yeah. Could you justify it? Sure you could. Uh, because they're not winning with Peyton anymore, uh, and he's clearly uh, offering up diminished returns. And I think you could turn to him and say, look, what do you want us to do? We're winning with this guy. And uh, this is just how it is. You know, it, He wouldn't like it, uh, but I think you could do it. Okay, and you goes. got the injuries. The injury is an excuse. You can keep him sidelined because right. all he's hurt. Exactly. If, well, if right. Osweiler wins. Yeah, you could Bottom do it line. without making it look like you were doing it. Right. Bottom line, guys, Goose, start with you. Are we witnessing the end of a great career? Yeah, he's thrown 17 interceptions in nine games this season. Only once in the last 11 years has he thrown as many as 17 picks. He doesn't have to be told it's over. I think he knows it's over. When you can't be Peyton Anning anymore, why play? Well, I'm not sure about that, Goose, because these guys, uh, I see it all the time, you see it all the time, they're blind to their own inadequacies at the end many, many times. You know, they. I remember the great Al Adels, uh, uh, when he coached the Warriors, told me one time uh, when he got near the end of his career, he was a point guard uh, at the NBA, he would throw passes and then he would yell at his teammates for not getting to, to the passes. And then finally he said, finally one night I realized, it's not them, it's me. But he came back this year. He came back this year if he had two records, yards and touchdowns. He got those. There's no longer a point in playing. Well, we're not blind, guys. We're witnessing the end of our first segment. And when we return, <laughs> we're going to be talking quarterbacks. And when it's time to leave, you're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. At GEICO, we've been innovating car insurance for over 75 years with forward-thinking ideas like online quotes and the GEICO mobile app. And to prove it, we'll play one of our first radio commercials from 75 years ago. By Jiminy, Geico could save you money on your car insurance, which is what we'll be doing over 75 years from now. Who knows? Maybe with some sort of application that's accessible on a futuristic handheld device. We'll call them online quotes. See? Forward thinking. Geico, saving people money for over 75 years. Hi, Tom Bodette. Apparently, it's not enough to go on a weekend jog. Nowadays, so-called fun runs have barbed wire, mud bogs, and flaming hoops. Can poison blow darts be far behind? But Motel 6 is a safe stop in the long or short run. Always a clean, comfortable room for the lowest price of any national chain. Book online at motel6.com. I'm Tom Bodette, and we'll leave the light on for you. Ow, was that a blow Call Quicken Loans now at 800-QUICKEN to see if you qualify for the government's Home Affordable Refinance Program, or HARP. And for five years in a row now, J.D. Power has ranked Quicken Loans highest in the nation in customer satisfaction. And for the second year in a row, they've also ranked us highest in mortgage servicing. Call 800-QUICKEN or visit quickenloans.com. Visit jdpower.com for award information. Call for cost information and conditions. Equalizing lender license in all 50 states. NMLSconsumeraccess.org, number 3030. When you cough all day, you forget what a miracle coughing is. Your cough soars out of your mouth at 50 miles an hour. Your cough is faster than a greyhound and nearly twice as fast as the fastest man on earth. So when your husband spends all night coughing, remember what an amazing world you live in. Or else, try Robitussin 12-Hour. It soothes and delivers fast, powerful cough relief for up to 12 hours. New Robitussin 12-Hour, because it's never just a cough. Use as directed. Now, back to the Talk of Fame Network with Ron Borges. Cannot play with him. Rick Gosselin. Cannot win with him. And Clark Judge. Cannot coach with him. Can't do it. I want winners. Thank you, Ron. Peace. 
Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by Geico. That's Geico, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to geico.com. We're also brought to you by Proactive, and do they have a deal for you? Ron, you should check this out. For just $19.95, not only get Proactive, but a rotating deep cleansing brush. Rotating. I like rotating. it. Rotating. And it's valued at $45, but that's not all. You'll get clear and stay clear or your money back. Sound good? Because it is. Call 1-800-644-5944. That's 1-800-644-5944. And we just finished a segment talking about Peyton Manning. uh, And I'd like to continue that by talking about his future and sort of putting it in a historical context. It sort of brings up an interesting question, guys, that we addressed briefly that first segment. Basically, when do you know it's time to go? And, Ron, that's not what I'm referring to when we're in the press box. You go, it's time to go. No, Yeah, no. I usually know when it's time do you to go. Know- I start to, my legs start to jiggle. I know. I've been there with you. But when do you know it's time to retire? I mean, I remember Bill Walsh once telling me that, uh, and it's something that others have said as well, it's better to leave a year too soon instead of a year too late. Unfortunately, as we mentioned for Manning, it looks as if he didn't really heed that advice. But uh, I also remember Bill Walsh telling me that it was going to take really a team of Clydesdales to get friend of the show, Jerry Rice, whom Goose, we're going to sit down with in a couple of weeks in Las Vegas, but yes, tell, tell Jerry to leave. And he was right. I mean, Jerry went from the 49ers to Oakland. He was pretty good in Oakland. Then he went to Denver and Seattle, and then he finally retired. But it really took him a long time. And, and I think, Ron, you mentioned that earlier. It's very difficult for these guys to leave. So I want to put this into historical perspective, as I mentioned. First of all, Goose, at your urging last Super Bowl, I know you remember, um, but I did a story on quarterbacks turning 38, and the results actually were pretty convincing. They hit the wall at that age. I know you have anomalies, like Tom Brady, of course, today, and friend of the show, Brett Favre in 2009, but it really seems to be at that line of demarcation. Uh, when Steve Young was 38, he had a series of concussions that drove him from the game. When Dan Marino was 38, injuries, you remember, reduced his time, I think, to 11 games. Joe Montana retired at 38, so Kurt Warner. Warren Moon didn't have a winning season after 38. Anyway, I think you get the idea. Um, so I guess my question is, what conversation, now that he's 39, should Peyton Manning be having with himself now? Goose? Well, I think it should be a short conversation. The Kansas City game last week was all he really needs to see. That was both the height of his career and the depth of his season. That game allowed him to set the NFL record for career passing yards. He overtook Brett Favre that day. He had his four interceptions sealed a rare loss, rare home loss for the Broncos. You know, when the interceptions start coming faster and more frequent than touchdowns, it's time to get out. You know, my guess is Manning is probably trying to figure out the best time and place to announce his exit. Well, um, Goose, I know you're old enough, so was I, and Ron, you were as well. To see John Unitas at the age of 38, and it wasn't good. Uh, where he was, of course, was that was San Diego, but he couldn't get the ball down the field anymore. So he lasted five games, and then he did what he should have done before. He retired. You're right. I mean, it's hard to do it in the middle of a season, uh, but in Unitas' case, uh, you know, I was there and saw him at the end. I mean, he could literally he couldn't throw his keys across the kitchen at that stage. I mean, yeah, he could basically he, lift his arm. Yeah, it was. I mean, he was one and three as a starter. Uh, and San Diego was one of five in the preseason. So basically, he was two and eight, uh, <laughs> you know, when he finally said, okay, I get it. But, and here's the worst thing about it, for me at least, at the time. This guy was probably the most accurate passer in the history of football. 
His last year, he completed 44% of his throws. He had three touchdowns and seven picks. He couldn't give up the game, so the game gave him up. Uh, and that, sadly, is what we're seeing with Peyton and Manning. And as an aside, guys, and I, and I know it's going to sound harsher than I mean it, but you guys know and love me, so you know that uh, the way I am. There's a weird sort of irony if, if, the last game, if last week's game is the last game for Peyton Manning. He got the records, Goose, but he lost the game. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I think that was um, something that was not really mentioned that much during that game, but I thought the same thing. What Goose was saying was the best and the worst. I mean, he got that record, he acknowledged it, and then he just went south in a hurry. And one thing, Goose, that people tend to forget is he's tied with Brett Favre for most career wins. All he's got to do is win one more game. Where's he going to win that game? <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> I, I don't know. He's got to get back in the field. I, again, <laughs> if, if Osweiler wins, I think they ride with Osweiler. You know, How I'm, could you I'm not? not sure, I'm not sure where, unless if Osweiler loses, which is a possibility, then I think Manning, the door's open for Manning to come back and, like Ron said, perhaps playing that, uh, that last New England-Denver game. But uh, if Osweiler wins, I'm not sure he gets to pass Barb in that one. Well, Goose, as you know, if there's anyone who knows how difficult it is to walk away, it's, it's Manning's boss. And I'm not talking about Gary Kubiak. I mean, John Elway, who's also friend of the show. Uh, anyway, Elway retired when he was... Big friend what, of the show, as I yeah, recall. He, big friend of the show. But, Ron, you remember? Goose, you remember? He retired at what? 38. And I know he retired after winning the second straight Super Bowl. I understand that. But he also, as you mentioned, Ron, he also went through a season where his body betrayed him. He missed four starts because of a rib injury. So, Goose, I'll start with you. Is he the one guy, maybe other than Archie, you mentioned Archie Manning, Peyton's father in the previous segment, is he the one guy that Peyton would listen to? And, and what do you think John would tell him if that's the case? Well, I don't think it was that hard for Elway to walk away. Like Ron had said, his body was starting to pray and just betray him that season, and he won the Super Bowl. I mean, he was smart enough to walk away on top, one of the few athletes in any sport to do that. I'll go, Brett Favre was a guy who loved to practice. He said he knew it was time to go when he found practice was no longer funny. Manning is another guy who's always lived for practice. I bet he found practice a grind this season. The games were even more of a grind because he was asking to his arm to do something that his body was not willing to do and could no longer do. I think the first guy Manning will listen to is his dad. Elway would be the next. And knowing Peyton, I wouldn't be surprised if the third phone call went to Tom Brady. Whoa. Why? I read uh, Gary Myers's book, and, and those two are a lot closer than I, than, I, than I realized. And I do think he would probably talk it over with Brady because Brady, these guys are peers, and they've gone through the same type of things. Let's hope he doesn't make that phone call because Brady will tell him, play 10 more years. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> he'll say, at least play on the 29th. I need another gonna, win. Yeah, that's gonna, right. Hey, hey it's going to come around on Tom Brady, too. Trust me. Oh, sure. Oh, sure, Will. It happens to it gets them all. Yeah, it'll end bad for him, too. You know, there's no question about it. Uh, look, for Elway, it's a business now. You know, he may try to explain the facts of life to him as best he can, but that won't be easy because Manning is who Manning is. You know, uh, common sense says, Elway, frankly, that Elway should have retired after the first Super Bowl. Yeah, that's right. I mean, you know, but he didn't. He Even he, at that point, that was, there was never a, a, a better point to leave than then. He couldn't do it. Came back one more year. Now, he lucked, lucked his way into a second one. But, you know, if you were rolling the bones on that, you, you, you'd you know, build a lot of big houses for yourself. So I, I agree with Goose. I think if he listens to anybody, he listens to Archie. 
Now, uh, yours truly happened to be in Mankato, Minnesota, on the very day that Archie Manning retired in uh, August of 1985. Home of uh, Pali Ice Pizza, Mankato. Yeah, home of a couple other things, too. As a <laughs> we won't go into that. Uh, and he was, you know, he was a backup uh, at that time, but, and he just decided out of the blue. I mean, I was there to do some completely different stuff, and out of the blue, he decided he was done. Uh, his elbow was throbbing. Uh, he went to Bud Grant, and Bud Grant asked him if he could rely on him every Sunday to be there to back up Tommy Kramer. And uh, I remember Archie came out, you know, such a graceful, gracious guy, as you yeah. guys both know, came out, and he was trying to explain to us why he was leaving, because it was a bit of a shock. And he said, I just couldn't sit there and tell him I could, meaning that I could guarantee that he was going to be there. He flew home that night back to New Orleans, and waiting for him at the airport was his wife, Olivia, and a young boy named Peyton Manning. Uh, who on television that night said, I still think my daddy's the best. It was a great uh, thing to see, but now he's on the end, of, the other end of that. Right. And, and me, maybe his kids are going to say, my daddy's still the greatest, but he's not. And let, let me say one thing. that um, Archie's idol was Johnny U. And as a result, Peyton has a very high regard for Johnny U. knows the history of the game like anybody. Peyton saw how it ended for Johnny U. Right. I don't think Peyton is going to let that happen to him. I, I think his image and his reputation is too important. All that he's done, he's not going to sink down a, a rat hole with one final season when he knows he's through. Well, Goose, I, I know hindsight's twenty twenty, but nevertheless, let's use it here. Should the Broncos have started thinking earlier than now about replacing Manning? I mean, should they have drafted another quarterback? I mean, I know they have Brock Osweiler. We've talked about him. But unless you have a conviction about the guy, and honestly, I don't sense that the Broncos do – yeah, they got a then conviction about him. He stinks. Yeah, well, then you start preparing. <laughs> I mean, Green Bay fell into Aaron Rodgers in the 2005 draft. I understand that and kept him on the bench three years. But at least they made the move. I mean, Ronnie, your Raiders found Derek Carr in the second round. Seahawks right. found Russell Wilson in the third round. Washington found Kirk Cousins, former Spartan, in the third round that same year. So are the Broncos guilty, Goose, of not preparing themselves for the inevitable when it was clear a year ago, at least, that Manning was winding down? Uh, to the contrary, Clark, I'll credit the Broncos for having great foresight. They drafted Osweiler the same offseason they signed Manning. Obviously, they had a conviction about him, and they took him in the second round. That's not a throwaway pick. They've, they've kept him through this whole Manning era. Why? They have some kind of conviction. Can he play? We'll find out, and so the Broncos. But he's been sitting for three years learning from a master. All along, he's been penciling as their heir, heir apparent. His time has now come. A second-round draft pick deserves a chance. They're going to give it to him. Well, you know, sure. I mean, they're going to give it to him. They don't have any choice. I mean, they have to give it to him. I mean, in his last 16 games, Peyton Manning, uh, his, uh, he's thrown 19 touchdowns and 25 interceptions with a quarterback rating of 75. Uh, in his last six games, it's just been dreadful. I mean, it's right. 68, 62, 53, 96, 78, of course, then down 0.0. But here's as an interesting aside. I think there's six quarterbacks in NFL history that ever had both a perfect quarterback rating for a game and 0.0. <laughs> two of them are named Manning. And Manning. <laughs> Eli and Pate. Right. Did Flounder <laughs> ever do it? Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty. Uh, <laughs> you know, but, uh, for, you know, for the, for, the, uh, for the Broncos, I mean, look, maybe Rick's right. Maybe this kid is going to turn into something. But I, I don't know that they have any reason to believe that. But they, I, really I don't. Don't they don't have any choice. He's not. They haven't seen him. You're probably yeah, I have seen him. They, I have when, seen him. When Tom Brady got put, you probably panicked there too. Oh, Tom Brady, what? He, he's not Drew Bledsoe. Hey, the Patriots coach is panicked. 
They were putting up for sale signs at the front lawn. So <laughs> until Come on, let's get real. Until you play, you don't know. He hasn't played. He's still right. 54 career passes. You can't make a judgment. A guy in three years make those 54 passes. Give him a well, I can make one job, but he ain't Peyton Manning. Hey, well, I'll tell you one thing I do know, guys. Unlike some of these quarterbacks, I know when it's time to leave. And that time is now. Coming up, the Hall of Fame case for Dan Reeves. And some more talk about quarterbacks. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by MyCleanPC. If your computer runs slowly, log on to MyCleanPC.com for a free diagnosis. And within minutes, you can download software that will clean up what's slowing down your computer. More details? Go to MyCleanPC.com. There's a reason why so many celebrities use Proactive. Their faces are their money. And it's time for you to get it because Proactive has set up a special 800 number. For just $19.95, you'll get Proactive and a rotating deep cleansing brush. A $45 value, yours free. For only $19.95, you're guaranteed to get clear and stay clear or your money back. Here's the number, 1-800-644-5944. Call now for a lifetime of beautiful skin. 1-800-644-5944. When you cough all day, you forget what a miracle coughing is. Your cough soars out of your mouth at 50 miles an hour. Your cough is faster than a greyhound and nearly twice as fast as the fastest man on earth. So when your husband spends all night coughing, remember what an amazing world you live in. Or else... Try Robitussin 12-Hour. It soothes and delivers fast, powerful cough relief for up to 12 hours. New Robitussin 12-Hour, because it's never just a cough. Use as directed. Only Wendy's makes a deal feel like a meal. Introducing the new 4 for 4. Four bucks for the Junior Bacon Cheeseburger with freshly cooked Applewood smoked bacon, four all-white meat nuggets, and natural-cut sea salt fries and drink. That's right, just four bucks for a Junior Bacon Cheeseburger, nuggets, fries, and a drink. That's one beefy, cheesy, sizzling, crispy, icy deal. Get more. Get four for four. Now at Wendy's. Offer includes small fries and drink. And participate in Wendy's for a limited time. Prices may vary. Offer not valid in Alaska and Hawaii. Hi, I'm Bruce Fabrizio, inventor of Simple Green, the iconic cleaning formula known around the globe. Since being introduced to households and businesses over 35 years ago, the family of Simple Green products has grown. But one thing all of them share is my full commitment to their excellence. Simple Green. Try a Simple Green product today, and if you're not 100% satisfied, I'll refund your money. Visit us at simplegreen.com. Simple Green. Simple Green. Now, back to the Talk of Fame Network with Ron Borges, Rick Goslin, and Clark Judge. Just a reminder that the Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by GEICO. That's GEICO, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to GEICO.com. As you know, we're talking quarterbacks on the Talk of Fame Network, and there are a lot of quarterbacks not named Peyton Manning who are making news this week. Maybe they're not going to Canton like Peyton will someday, but they don't have to. They're going to our weekly Hall of Fame, or maybe that's shame, depending on where you stand. Anyway, Goose, you stand in Dallas, where Tony Romo makes his return. Maybe that's a triumphant return. I don't know this week. But the Cowboys, as we all know, were 2-0 and with Tony. And they're 0-7 without him. And now, as you probably know, Tony Romo's taken to Twitter to pass on a video from the movie Major League where catcher and team leader Jake Taylor tells teammates, what does he tell him, Ronnie? I guess there's only one thing to do. Win the whole effing 
thing. I never speak Goose. like that myself, but I like that quote. <laughs> I like it too. I like that attitude. I really do. Because he's right. They have to win it all. So, Goose, you thumbs up or thumbs down on Tony Roma this week? Well, you have to be thumbs up. That's that's the task. I, I think they've got to get to 9-7 and seven to win the division, which means they have to win out. Even though the schedule, they've got to go to Green Bay. They got Carolina Thanksgiving. They got uh, they got to go to Buffalo in the dead of winter. Uh, it's going to be tough, but that's the mantra. Bottom line is they've had five home crowds of ninety thousand. They're not going to pack it in. You know, Roma. They're going to ask Roma to play twice now in a span of five days. That'll be very difficult for a guy with a with a, a sore shoulder and a sore back. And the <laughs> second game of that doubleheader is Carolina and that defense. I don't mean to laugh, with, Goose, but think about how ridiculous that is to ask a guy with a bad back to play pro football and twice in five days. And broken collarbone. What? That's, that's just that's, ridiculous. That's where they're at. You know, they've been holding on hope that uh, uh, when Tony comes back, you know, everything's going to be fine. Well, if, if Tony played defense, I, I think they'd probably be right. But all he can do is score some points. They still have to stop people. So it's Hall of Fame, right, Goose? Hall of Fame for you, right? Hall of Fame for his comment, yeah. Gotcha. Ronnie? Yeah, no, I look, thumbs up for Romo, thumbs down on the odds against him. I mean, the likelihood that he can run off seven straight with the nitwits that are surrounding him in that <laughs> locker room, I would say, is pretty slim. You know, he, he might walk in one day and say, I don't even want to be in the same space with these guys. Uh, you know, the other problem is, you know, he's in a, the James Bond situation, you know, no margin for error. I know James Bond. James Bond is a friend of mine. Tony Romo is no James Bond. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, he's just in a tough spot. Well, I don't know James Bond, okay, so I'm moving on to Cleveland. Good guy, James Bond. Yeah, I bet he is. Uh, he introduced me to some of his girlfriends, would you please? We're going to Cleveland. We're Coach Mike Patton. Yeah, he named Johnny Manziel a starter for the rest of the season. And this one, to me, is a no-brainer. I mean, I'm just glad Mike Patton did what he had to do because there's only one guy there who may be the future of that franchise, and it's not Josh McCown. The only way to find out who is is to play Johnny Manziel. And, Ron, I know you wrote about this earlier, so I think you probably like it. Yeah, no, I do like it. Uh, you know, the fact that it was a no-brainer meant there was only a 50% chance that Pet would actually do it. But but he did. Uh, so, you know, I'll give him credit for that. But, here, you know, here, to me, here's the problem that, that, that he's got and uh, our many friends in Cleveland have. Johnny Manziel may have been Johnny Football in Texas, but he's Johnny Foibles in Cleveland. <laughs> he's not big enough to take the pounding that comes with his style of play, and he's not as mature a guy as Russell Wilson, and I mean that on the field, you know, in terms of being un under control of himself, uh, under control of his team. Uh, so good luck on this. But, uh, you know, I'd love to see the guy making it because I think there's a lot of things about his game that are very exciting. But unfortunately, some of them are exciting for your team and some are equally exciting for the other team, yeah, right. and that's not good. Yeah, I think it's, it's a good move. It's, it's long overdue. I think you read the reason you start McCowan is that, okay, you're going to give your fans hope that we've got a veteran quarterback and we can compete in our division. But when you start out two and four, two and five, two and six, you, you, you got to go to the young guy and see if you can play. You're not playing for the present. You're, you're out of this race, especially with the Bengals sitting there that, that for the longest time unbeaten. You're not going to make a run. So get the young guy on the field. You got to find out about Manziel. He's been there two years. You can't go into third season still not knowing about Johnny Manziel. I agree with Ron. I think there's some there's some issues, uh, maturity issues. But still, you got to find out if the guy can play. If the guy can play, then you have to deal with the maturity issues. Couldn't agree with you more. Now it's just down to Carolina. Cam Newton, yep. He's working on the end zone celebration. Apparently annoys opponents. All right, it annoys the Tennessee Titans. I saw what Cam did, guys. I didn't like it either. But he's right when he says, if you don't like it, eh, just keep me from scoring. Goose, where are you going here? 
Uh, I think you, you, people celebrate after tackles on two-yard gains. They celebrate on sacks. They, everybody celebrates. I guess Cam wants to get into the in, into the fun here because you know quarterbacks usually throwing touchdown passes, so they're not uh, on the celebrating end. But he's had what six or five or six rushing touchdowns. You know yeah. why, why not come up with a celebratory dance? If everybody's gonna do it, why not Cam? You give him a thumbs up. No, I'm still a Barry Sanders guy. Act uh, like you've been there before. Yeah, the okay. Flip the Ronnie? Ball. A lot of these guys haven't been there before, Goose. That's why they celebrate <laughs> like it's the Nazis <laughs> Day Parade, you know. But look, but, but you know, I'm not a big celebratory guy, but it, uh, I stand with Cam Newton on the fact that if you don't like it, well, then the easiest thing to do is tackle me. Tackle me! Then I can't celebrate. Then you can stand over me and celebrate, which is what I would like to do if I was playing against them. You know, uh, do the same dance he's doing on top of his chest. If you can't do that, then don't cry about it. I mean, the yeah. Titans sounded like... Uh, no Titans, if you ever read the great Greek myths, which I'm sure you did when you went to Wesleyan or Dartmouth, whatever that school was you went to there, Clark. <laughs> that would be Dartmouth on top of the Ivy League. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, unbelievable. Tied Harvard with jokes. your crimson, yeah. That's right. They did you, did you say Princeton. Sparta? Greek myths, Sparta? <laughs> no, that's no. Right. <laughs> but when you were reading the great myths, did any of the Titans cry? Did they say to Hercules, don't celebrate? No. Celebrate all you want. Right. If you tackle well, Newton, say- you get a flag for taunting. He gets that's right. He's jumping all hey, over. I want to celebrate. Point, actually, I want to celebrate in Cincinnati because that's where we're going next. Andy Dalton. Remember what he said on Monday? He didn't like what JJ Watt yeah. said about him after the Bengals' first loss. I, I don't know, but I wasn't offended. And I guess I'm like Cam Newton here. If you don't like it, Andy, do something about it. Like throw a touchdown pass, Ronnie. Let's hear it. Yeah, no, I agree. I thought it was, you know, I thought what Watt said was a little stupid and kind of sophomore, sophomore. I think sometimes he reaches. He's, you know, he's good for the game, but sometimes he reaches a little too far. Having said that, it, you know, uh, Dalton's comments to me just shows me that what I've always felt about him is that he's a little bit spoiled. What he should have said was, you know, I don't care what JJ Watt said. Look, I stunk and they won the game. Okay, but you know what? I'll play him again, and then we'll see who's who's talking and who is. If you got to say something. Well, I care about what Rick Austin has to say. Yes. He's our Dr. Data. And uh, we don't have to worry about where he's going because he was named to the Hall of Fame in 2004. And he did a dance like you couldn't believe. I was a witness. He I saw did. it. He did. That's right. Like and nobody poker. objected. Nobody <laughs> objected. <laughs> well, nobody today he's here. Guess what? This is going to come as a real surprise to you, Ronnie, to tell us about yet another Michigan State Spartan oh, that he likes. Gentlemen. Pro Bowl running back Matt Forte is a free agent at the end of the season. He's been a big part of what the Chicago Bears have done offensively over the last eight years. The Bears appear to have already taken steps to replace him, though. Chicago used a fourth-round draft pick last May on Jeremy Langford of Michigan State. Michigan State University. Spartacus! And he's had an impact coming off the bench for Forte this fall. There's the band, Goose. There's the band. He came in right behind me. Langford leads the Bears with five touchdowns, including an 83-yard touchdown reception. He's rushed for twice as many touchdowns as Forte in half as many carries. If an NFL team was looking for a running back, 2015 was the draft to find him. There were 17 halfbacks taken in the draft last May. 14 of them are still on active rosters, and another is on injury reserve. The other two are on the practice squad's other drafting teams. Of the 14 backs active, eight have started games, including runners taken in the third, fourth, and fifth rounds. Twelve have touched the football from scrimmage, and ten have scored touchdowns. Now, everyone knows about Todd Gurley, the tenth overall pick of the St. Louis Rams. He's had 400-yard games and ranks fourth in the NFL in rushing with 709 yards. 
The first rounder, Melvin Gordon. Second rounders, TJ Yeldon and Amir Abdullah. And third rounder, Duke Johnson, were all opening day starters. And the Buffalo Bills stole Carlos Williams in the fifth round out of Florida State. He leads the Bills with seven touchdowns and has two 100-yard games. Thomas Rawls was, was one of eight undrafted college running backs who made NFL rosters this season. And Rawls himself has had a 100-yard game for the Seahawks. The 2016 draft won't be as bountiful for quality runners. So the smart teams and the smart drafters did their shopping last spring. Well, that's good. I always like to get my shopping done early. You know, I found a nice Tom Brady sweater for uh, Clark for Christmas and everything like that. But, Goose, why are we talking about running backs uh, in, a, in a league where it's all about quarterbacks? I mean, the running backs are like the dinosaurs of the world. Uh, it's a passing league. Look at the Patriots backs. Who they got? Half a back, half a back, a quarter of a back, and a fullback who plays guard. They don't even have any backs. So does it really repetitious. matter anymore? Does it matter anymore who you're right, running if back you have, is? If you have Tom Brady, you don't need a running back. Thank you. If you have you. Aaron Rodgers, you don't need a running back. But if you have Tyrod Taylor, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Kirk Cousins, Brian Hoyer, Russell Wilson, or Colin Kaepernick, you still need a running back. And very few teams have a Brady, Rodgers, or a Breeze. Easy for you to sit in Boston and say you don't need a running back. But <laughs> that, that's not what Vito Stolino is saying in Jacksonville. <laughs> <laughs> well, Think of all the great Patriot running backs that have been. I'll tell you what's easy for me to say, Nobody. guys. It's what's easy for me to say is we're going to commercial. When we return, we're going to hear why former Dallas running back and former head coach Dan Reed should be on the Hall of Fame radar. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. When you cough all day, you forget what a miracle coughing is. Your cough soars out of your mouth at 50 miles an hour. Your cough is faster than a greyhound and nearly twice as fast as the fastest man on earth. So when your husband spends all night coughing, remember what an amazing world you live in. Or else, try Robitussin 12-Hour. It soothes and delivers fast, powerful cough relief for up to 12 hours. New Robitussin 12-Hour, because it's never just a cough. Use as directed. Do you freak out every time you break out? Try Proactive. There's a huge reason Proactive is the number one acne treatment. It totally works. For just $19.95, you'll get Proactive and a rotating deep cleansing brush. A $45 value, yours free. For only $19.95, you're guaranteed to get clear and stay clear or your money back. Here's the number, 1-800-644-5944. Call now for a lifetime of beautiful skin. 1-800-644-5944. At GEICO, we've been innovating car insurance for over 75 years with forward-thinking ideas like online quotes and the GEICO mobile app. And to prove it, we'll play one of our first radio commercials from 75 years ago. By Jiminy, GEICO could save you money on your car insurance, which is what we'll be doing over 75 years from now. Who knows? Maybe with some sort of application that's accessible on a futuristic handheld device. We'll call them online quotes. See? Forward-thinking. GEICO, saving people money for over 75 years. Hi, Tom Bodette. These days, the Internet is full of quizzes to find out what kind of fruit you are or what movie character you're most like or what state you belong in. Well, take it from this tangerine space cop who apparently belongs in Alaska. You won't find any quizzes at Motel6.com. Just lots of clean, comfortable rooms for the lowest price of any national chain. Now, let's see. Am I more like a mild Swiss or a smoked Gouda? Well, I'm Tom Bodette from Motel 6, and we'll leave the light on for you. Now, back to the Talk of Fame Network with Ron Borges, Rick Gosselin, and your Hall of Fame host, Clark Judge. They are who we thought they were. So 
Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by MyCleanPC. If your computer runs slowly, log on to MyCleanPC.com for a free diagnosis. And within minutes, you can download software that will clean up what's slowing down your computer. For more details, go to MyCleanPC.com. It's also brought to you by Proactive. And get this, guys. For just $19.95, you can get Proactive plus a rotating deep cleansing brush. Ron has said rotating deep cleansing brush. Valued yeah, I like at $45. those rotating deep cleansing brushes, actually. <laughs> <laughs> but the I best do. news of all, you get clear and you stay clear or your money back. For more information, call 1-800-644-5944. That's 1-800-644-5944. Goose, each week, you don't go to that rotating deep cleansing brush. You post a poll on our website, talkoffamenetwork.com. And I know over the past week you had, really, I guess, what, thousands of responses on the question, who should be the number one draft pick in 2016? How many surprise? people live in East Lansing? Yeah, I was going to say, surprise, had. surprise. Readers chose Michigan State's quarterback, Connor <laughs> Cook. And there's the band. Yep. Bring them on in, as, boys. Bring them on in. As an alum of that school, Goose, you got to like that. No, you love it. Uh, but I know you were, probably still are, one of the top draft experts in the country for not just years, for decades. So, Goose. Who would your number one choice be next year? Well, it's a quarterback league. If you don't have a quarterback, you don't have a chance. If Cook is the top-rated quarterback on the board, he's my choice. I know one thing. He's the most NFL-ready quarterback in college game right now, and he's making NFL throws on Saturday afternoons. If I had the first pick and I don't need a quarterback, I'm looking to trade that pick to a team that needs a quarterback. Ronnie, how about you? You got somebody from B.C. or UMass? Yeah, UMass receiver Tajay Sharp leads the nation with 99 receptions. Seventh in yardage with 1,100 yards. He's a semifinalist for the Blitnikoff Award. He's my number one, but not necessarily the NFL. I didn't see him in Goose's poll. Nah, I don't know. We missed him. Used to know everything about the draft. Now, just another know nothing like that. <laughs> what are you going to do? Uh, well, but if it was me, I would go with one or two guys. Laramie Tunsil, the tackle from Ole Miss, or Jalen Ramsey, the cornerback from Florida State. Why, you say? I'll tell you Why? What. I either want to thank you. I either want to protect my quarterback or harass the crap out of him. And these are the best guys to do either. Well, the draft is a long way off, guys. Uh, so we're going to go in another direction. We're going to have some birthdays, which are this week. They're not a long way off. They're this week, and we got some birthdays coming up for some noteworthy people who are not in next year's draft. Derek, let's get that band going. Strike them up because here we go. On Thursday, November twentieth, Hall of Fame center Dwight Stevenson turns fifty-eight. One day later, friend of the show, Troy Aikman, turns 49. While Michael Strahan, yes, the star of Mike and Kelly. No, no, wait a minute, star of the Fox pregame show. Wait, 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 wait a minute. The star of ABC's Good Morning America, just not enough Michael Strahan on TV. He turns 44. Next Tuesday, November 24th, one of Goose's favorite players, former safety Yale Larry, turns 85. While one of my favorite players, yeah, and Eli, one of my favorite players, Lenny Moore, Turns 82. Great Baltimore Colts. And everyone's favorite coach, friend of the show, Joe Gibbs, turns 75. Guys, I got an ironic twist for you. Guess who turns 24 Sunday? A guy who jumps into the parade of Peyton Manning and Andy Dalton of quarterbacks trashed by Clark this fall. Brock <laughs> Osweiler. Oh, no, with no. His, his 24th birthday with his first NFL start uh, for the Broncos. You know, I bet you didn't know this guy turned on a basketball scholarship to Gonzaga to play football as Arizona State. 
Wow, I didn't know that. He's only thrown 54 career passes. He may throw 54 Sunday against the Bears. So happy birthday and good luck to Brock Osweiler. Well, as you guys know, it's hard to ignore Bo Derrick, even when the oh. all-time 10 turns 59 on Friday. Ouch. But I have to opt for my political favorite, uh, Bobby Kennedy. He would have been 90 on Friday. And the day I woke up to the news that he was shot is one of the few times I'd cried since Billy Theopolis hit a foul tip off my Kiwis in Little League. <laughs> Sad day. Great man. Yeah, it was a bad day. Um, but other than Bobby Kennedy, congratulations to everyone. You can be receiving invitations in the mail to serve as this week's guest officials in an NFL game near you. And trust me, you've got a better job or a better chance of doing that job what we got going now. Just ask the people of Baltimore. Uh, speaking of better, guys, um, I don't know that there were many better people in the league than Dan Reeves, friend of the show, whom we had on this program about, Goose, what was it, about a month ago? Yeah, anyway, well, um, yeah. he, was he was in an NFL record nine Super Bowls. Two as a player, three as an assistant, and four as a head coach. But he's not in the Hall of Fame. And, and worse, he's never been discussed as a finalist. And I know what you're going to tell me. Um, okay, he went to four Super Bowls as a head coach. How many did he win? Well, he didn't win any of them. Um, and, you know, you think, okay, so what? Uh, he didn't win them. Why is he being up at the conversation for the Hall of Fame? I'll tell you why. Because Marv Levy, how many Super Bowls did he win? Goose, how many? Zippo. Ronnie? That would be Zippo. Yeah, he won as many as Dan Reeves. Now, he went to four straight, and people say, yeah, okay, that's, you know, that that's makes it different. Well, I mean, yeah, he went to four. That's unique, and I do think it's great. He's also a friend of the show, and that makes him great. But the fact of the matter is, Dan Reeves went to three and four years, and he was the only AFC coach in the 1980s to go to consecutive Super Bowls. How about Bud Grant? Um, he went to four Super Bowls, too, and he's in the Hall of Fame. Goose, how many Super Bowls Bud Grant went? That would be Zippo. Ronnie, how many? That would be Zippo to quote. Okay, my all right. That he's in the Hall of Fame too, and and George Allen. George Allen's in the Hall of Fame as well. Ron, how many Super Bowls? Yeah, as a great man once said, that would be Zippo. Yeah. Okay. Well, he's got also a losing record uh, in the playoffs, and and you know, Dan Reeves didn't. Anyway, that's a I double Dan Reeves, Zippo. Yeah, <laughs> I think Dan Reeves deserves to at least be discussed. I'm not saying he deserves to be in. At least he deserves, deserves to be discussed. He hasn't been. I think that's wrong. Anyway, I'd like to see Dan Reeves be one of the 15 finalists. Carl, quickly, with his background as a player, assistant, and head coach, wouldn't he be a classic contributor candidate? Perfect guy. Perfect guy to be a contributor. And that's why you and I believe there should be head coaches and assistant coaches in that category because he was a great player. Even though it was a short period of time, I think it was five years, when you had 16 touchdowns, one game he had four touchdowns, he could catch, receive, run, do it all. But he was a very good coach. I think his coaching record speaks for itself. But, yeah, Goose, you're right should be a contributor. That is the two-minute warning. It's almost the end of our first hour, and this time we got Ronnie. Yes, Ron asking the questions. Goose and I answering them. And, Derek, you could be running the clock. Do a better job than the NFL officials, would you please? Well, boys, pressure's on. Here we go. Red rifle, red rider BB gun, or red-faced? Which best describes Andy Dalton after losing to the Texans? Red-faced. You hate to see a perfect season flushed at home without an offensive touchdown. Red Scare, I told you. Wait until January. Spokesperson for the New York State Attorney General's Office said, quote, both FanDuel and DraftKings are making huge profit off their felonious product. Unfold. What? Yeah. 
What do investors Jerry Felonious? What investors Jerry Jones and Bob Kraft call that product? ATMs for the rich. Spending money. Does Peyton Manning have a body part that isn't injured? His heart, but in today's NFL, talent goes farther than heart. Here's hoping it's his head. Never good to say hello when you should be saying goodbye. Does Brock Osweiler give the Broncos the best chance to win against the Patriots? No, that would be John Elway at 55 years of age. <laughs> Absolutely. I agree. That would be John Elway at 55. <laughs> Jay Gruden said Kirk Cousins is a guy the Redskins would like to keep around. Is Jay Gruden a guy the Redskins would like to keep around? Don't laugh. The Redskins have as good a shot of winning this division as the Giants, Eagles, and Cowboys. Uh, Jay's still trying to get owner Dan Snyder to stop calling him John. <laughs> <laughs> Vikings coach Mike Zimmer says people don't respect his 72 team. 7-2. and two. Do you? Me, Bud Grant, Fran Tarkin, and Mick Tangloff, and Carl Eller all respect him. Ronnie, I think Mike just discovered Lake 10,001. It's called Lake Paranoia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're on a roll today, Clocky. Only two undefeated About teams time. remain. Which has the best chance to go 16-0? Carolina or New England? The Pats. They've experienced 16-0 before. The Panthers haven't. Nick Bonacani. <laughs> the 2-7 and seven Titans are two games out of first place in the AFC South. Can they catch the Colts or the Texans? The Titans have a top-five defense and an emerging franchise quarterback. I'm not ruling anyone out in that division. In a division where 7-9 and nine can win, I agree with Goose. Anything's possible. The 2-7 and seven Cowboys are three games out of first in the NFC East. Can they catch the Giants? They'll win some games with Tony Romo. They'd win even more if he could play defense. They can only if Tony Romo wins all of his starts, which is to say, no. The Bengals have a three-game lead over the Steelers in the AFC North with seven to play. Is it safe? That's what Lawrence Olivier asked Dustin Hoffman in the movie Marathon Man. It wasn't safe then. It isn't safe now. Ooh, I like it. It was good, good one. Yeah, the Bengals are safe until January. <laughs> Would you rather be a Titan fan, a Cowboys fan, or a FanDuel fan? Titan fan, there's a future with Mariota. Cowboys fan. Then I'd get to read Rick Gosselin every day. <laughs> That's the end of our first hour. When we return, we'll talk to former Carolina GM Marty Herney about the team that he built, launch our second residential debate, and hear from Pete Doherty of the Green Bay Press-Gazette about the ups and downs of the Packers. You're listening to the Talk Fame Network. Only Wendy's makes a deal feel like a meal. Introducing the new 4 for 4. Four bucks for the Junior Bacon Cheeseburger with freshly cooked Applewood smoked bacon, four all-white meat nuggets, and natural cut sea salt fries and drink. That's right, just four bucks for a Junior Bacon Cheeseburger, nuggets, fries, and a drink. That's one beefy, cheesy, sizzling, crispy, icy deal. Get more. Get four for four. Now at Wendy's. Offer includes small fries and drink. And participate in Wendy's for a limited time. Prices may vary. Offer not valid in Alaska and Hawaii. When you cough all day, you forget what a miracle coughing is. Your cough soars out of your mouth at 50 miles an hour. Your cough is faster than a greyhound and nearly twice as fast as the fastest man on earth. So when your husband spends all night coughing, remember what an amazing world you live in. Or else, try Robitussin 12-Hour. It soothes and delivers fast, powerful cough relief for up to 12 hours. New Robitussin 12-Hour, because it's never just a cough. Use as directed. Now, back to the Talk of Fame Network with Ron Borges, Rick Gosselin, and your Hall of Fame host, Clark Judge. 
Welcome back to hour number two of the Talk of Fame Network. We're going to be talking this hour to former Carolina GM Marty Herney, guy who built these unbeaten Panthers and who hired their head coach, Ron Rivera. And we're going to launch the second round of our residential debates with Rick and Ron at the podium. So we'll hear from Hall of Fame selector Pete Doherty of the Green Bay Press-Gazette about what's wrong with the Packers. But first... Everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's in unison. Hey, did you guys know it was 152 years ago? Yes, on November 19th, 1863, that Abraham Lincoln delivered the Gettysburg Address? I'm, I'm serious. Wow. Ron, I think you, you were there, weren't you? Yeah, I covered it. it yeah, it was, it, was, it was a memorable event, as you wrote then. And That's to right. commemorate it, we, we thought, or I thought, we'd wheel out our favorite or most memorable NFL speeches and speeches we'd like to put in our Hall of Fame. So let's do it, guys. I mean, this is you your know, chance. Clark, before ride. we go any further, I'm the one who broke the story that Lincoln wrote that on the back of a, of a post. Uh, well, congratulations. On, on the train. I got the uh, un, uh, Unlike Abraham Lincoln, it did not get you into the Hall of Fame, Ron. <laughs> it so did keep not. Pitching. Um, anyway, these don't have to be addresses, guys. They don't even have to consecrate ground. They just have to be unforgettable. So, Goose, what's behind door number one? I'm going to go with friend of the show, Jimmy Johnson, who announced his presence and the presence of his football team on the NFL landscape with a stunning upset of the 49ers in the 1992 NFC title game. He punctuated his speech with this, and I've heard it once. If I've heard it once, I've heard it a thousand times. Hit it, Derek. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! <laughs> How about this, Cowboys? I hear that two and every seven. day, every day in the last 20 years living here in Dallas. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what they're saying these days, but with a slightly different inflection. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, uh, guys, I believe that the greatest speeches are given to in, by high school coaches who are inspiring kids uh, to heights that they're not sure they can reach. And one of those guys is a guy named Joe uh, Hedden, who is the uh, head football coach at Susquehanna Township uh, High School in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. In October 18th of 2013, he gave arguably the greatest speech ever heard in a locker room. So let's listen to it. You get to the top of the mountain, and you got to help your teammates, and all you got is a rope, and you got to hold on that rope, and you got to lift others as you climb. So tonight, they're going to try and take you off the rope. They're going to try and push you around. Don't let them take you off that rope. You hold that rope for each other. You don't let your teammate fall off. That's what the rope symbolizes. Rope keeps things together. Rope is a sign of hope. What are they doing when somebody's drowning? They go on the rope. When somebody's help, you go on the rope. But right now, I've thrown you a rope. Everybody holds on to that rope. You hold this team tight. You hold that rope tight. If somebody starts to slip off, you hold that goddamn rope till your fingers start to bleed. And you play for each other. Regardless of the outcome, you make sure that he's still on the road. He's still on the road. He's still on the road. Because in life, that's what it's about. Holding on, lifting as we climb. So tonight, we lift as we climb. We hold on to the rope. We play with Indian pride. And we play Indian football. Hold the rope. 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 Round the rock on three. One, two, three. I'm holding the rope, Ron. Holy That's cow. About. That's Unbelievable. Hold the Lift rope. as we climb. Lift oh. as we climb. Hold the rope. That's going to be a tough one to uh, follow, but I've got to do it. I'm going to go with, like you did, something more current. Um, 
It wasn't a current player, though. It was Fran Tarkin, and really, at this year's Hall of Fame, he presented teammate and best friend Mick Tinglehoff. As you know, Tarkin hadn't been to Canton since his induction, but he joined Mick Tinglehoff, his center on the Vikings, on stage. And at the last minute, he was asked to speak for him. And, guys, this is what Fran Tarkin had said. Mick's a man of little words, but a lot of action. He's so proud to be in this class of 2015. He waited 37 years to get to the Hall of Fame. Well, that wasn't a long speech, but it was unforgettable. And Goose, I know you were there. It was hard to hear that and not tear up yourself. Yeah, it was the most touching moment of to the whole ceremony that weekend. Okay, when, uh, when Bill Callahan was head coach of the Raiders after yet another loss, he was uh, not enamored with the team that Al Davis built for him or the team that Ron Borges loves so much. <laughs> so he, uh, he, had a few things, he had a few things to say after the loss. Hit it, Derek. We've got to be the dumbest team in America in terms of playing the game. And I'm highly critical because of the way we give games away. We give them away, period. And uh, it's embarrassing, and I represent that, and uh, I apologize for that. But that's the best we can do. Uh, that's a sad product. Browns Raiders. There you go. Well, I, I don't love that. have to apologize. I'm just <laughs> going to make a speech here, guys. We're out of here. Up next, former Carolina GM Marty Herney. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. When you're running your own business, you're bound to be busy. Too busy. Too busy worrying about your budget. Too busy scheduling appointments. Too busy to build a website for your business. And because you're too busy, it has to be easy. And that's where Wix.com comes in. With Wix.com, it's easy for you to create your stunning website. Go to Wix.com and create your website today. It's easy and free. That's Wix.com. Hi, Tom Bodette. Apparently, it's not enough to go on a weekend jog. Nowadays, so-called fun runs have barbed wire, mud bogs, and flaming hoops. Can poison blow darts be far behind? But Motel 6 is a safe stop in the long or short run. Always a clean, comfortable room for the lowest price of any national chain. Book online at motel6.com. I'm Tom Bodette, and we'll leave the light on for you. Ow, was that a blow Call Quicken Loans now at 800-QUICKEN to see if you qualify for the government's Home Affordable Refinance Program, or HARP. And for five years in a row now, J.D. Power has ranked Quicken Loans highest in the nation in customer satisfaction. And for the second year in a row, they've also ranked us highest in mortgage servicing. Call 800-QUICKEN or visit quickenloans.com. Visit jdpower.com for award information. Call for cost information and conditions. Equalizing lender, license in all 50 states, nmlsconsumeraccess.org, number 3030. When you cough all day, you forget what a miracle coughing is. Your cough soars out of your mouth at 50 miles an hour. Your cough is faster than a greyhound and nearly twice as fast as the fastest man on earth. So when your husband spends all night coughing, remember what an amazing world you live in. Or else, try Robitussin 12-Hour. It soothes and delivers fast, powerful cough relief for up to 12 hours. New Robitussin 12-Hour, because it's never just a cough. Use as directed. Now, back to the Talk of Fame Network. Well, if there was ever anyone in professional sports who couldn't say, I don't read the papers, it's former Carolina Panthers general manager, Marty Herney. Why? Because he used to write for one. A reformed, yes, I said reformed sports writer at the Washington Times. Marty moved into the Washington Redskins PR department before trundling off to San Diego as a personal and personnel assistant. 
to Bobby Beathard. He left for Carolina in 1998 to run the team's salary cap and was named general manager in 2002, where he twice led the team, the Carolina Panthers, to the conference championship game and once led them to a Super Bowl. The Marty's no longer with Carolina. Much of the foundation of this year's team was laid by his draft choices, including his selections of stars like Cam Newton, Luke Keekley, and Thomas Davis. Marty now operates ESPN 730, a radio station in Charlotte, and has his own radio talk show. And today, today we have him. Marty Herney, thank you so much for joining us. Clark, thank you for a very nice introduction. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. Great. We're here, Ron and, and Rick, and I think Ron's going to ask you a question. Go ahead, Ronnie. Yeah, you know, Marty, uh, everybody looks at Cam Newton now and says, oh, yeah, no-brainer, no what, a, what a pick, an easy pick to make. Uh, but although uh, they love him now, there's a lot of personnel people, as you know, were split about whether or not he should be the number one pick in 2011 when you when you took a chance. What did you see in, in Newton that allowed you to gamble, or, or maybe you didn't even see it as a gamble, uh, and take him with the top well, pick? Ron, I think anytime you take a quarterback that high, there's always questions. And I, I think that it's a different position because there's so many intangibles that, that come into play. But I think the more we saw them, first of all, the first time you saw them on tape, I, I really saw, I think we saw a quarterback who was an athlete. A lot of people saw an athlete who played quarterback. But, you know, we went through and, and we basically charted every game at Auburn. He was in that 65 to 66 percent completion rate he showed that ability to stand in the pocket even though he could make big plays when he got out of the pocket with his feet running the ball he showed that ability to stand in the pocket he had great vision obviously with 6'5 250 could see the whole field went through his progressions and and really showed the ability to get yards and chunks and throw the ball downfield then the more you got to know him and the more you got to to meet his family and know the people around him this guy was raised to be an NFL quarterback. I know it sounds silly, but he just, he really knew what it took to be a success at that position. And I think even at the NFL level. And when we went down and worked him out, had a personal workout after his pro day at Auburn, and you have to get receivers at the school to come and, and help uh, work him out. The workout was at 8 o'clock. We got there at 740, and, and the three receivers were already there waiting on him. And as soon as he came in, they just went right to him. And you could tell he had that leadership quality that, that players just respected him. And the more you got to know him, the more you saw the intangibles there, the physical ability was there, and the ability as a quarterback was there. And that's what I think a lot of people disagreed with. They thought they saw an athlete who played quarterback, and I think we saw a quarterback who was an athlete. Marty, you also took a linebacker a bit undersized in Luke Keekley. Now, some wondered if his body could stand up to the punishment he would take. Well, he's not the heart of that defense. What was it about Keekley that attracted you to him, and did you expect him to become this dominant a player? You know, Rick, I went up to, to Boston College uh, to see him on a Thursday night, I believe, against Florida State. He had like 24 tackles. He was <laughs> he was sideline to sideline, and his instincts, he was fast, but his instincts made him get there so much quicker. And you know, the only question I had, and it, and it helps when you have a head coach who played linebacker in the NFL, and I just went to Ron and I said, Ron, if you really feel like he can play downhill and, and, and stop the between-the-tackles run, I said, this guy is all over the field sidelines to sidelines. And, and Ron, Ron looked at tape, and obviously we met and did a lot of research on him, and, and Ron said, there's no question that he can play downhill. And 
he just covered so much ground and was so instinctive and and just made so many plays that he um, he really stood out. We're with former Carolina GM Marty Herney on the Talk of Fame Network. And Marty, Rick, and Ron have asked you about a couple draft picks. I want to ask you about a third, a guy who has become a premier pass rusher, and that's Greg Hardy. Uh, we all know he's had trouble off the field that are well-documented. Uh, he also slid yep. to the sixth round when you took him. So my question is, um, he's, he slid to the sixth round because of character questions. My question is, what yep. went into making that decision? I mean, why take a chance on Greg Hardy? Boy, Clark, he was a first or second round pass rusher that was there in the in the sixth round. And, you know, I, I always said that draft was Antonio Brown was there in that same round. He had, I think, more coachability-type questions. And we loved him as well. Um, but we took Greg Hardy because he had such great pass rushing skills. And, and when you looked at it, there was never – he did have questions. Um, they had questions at Ole Miss uh, about reliability. And, and he, was, he, he was a little different. He was a different personality. Anybody you talk to would tell you that. But we met with him. I remember the first time we met with him was at the East-West game. And he came up for a 15-minute interview. And – in a suite we had, and 45 minutes later he left, and you just you, you did shake your head because you know it, it was a different interview than than we we normally had. But his talent as a pass rusher was so great, and he hadn't gotten into any major off the field problems. He was a different personality, but he, he hadn't had any real legal issues, um, and we just thought that it was a risk reward thing. When I was there, Clark, he, he really we didn't have any off the field issues with him. He did. He, he rode his motorcycle in in July and missed time. Has uh, gotten that you know slid on it and hurt his uh, leg and missed practice time. But there there were never any real off the field issues with us. Now I, you know after I left, obviously there was. And and I think when you take a guy in the sixth round, and he definitely dropped because teams had questions on him. But there weren't any legal issues or any off-the-field type issues that we found that would prevent us from taking it, and we thought he was worth the risk in the sixth round. Marty, when, when you're drafting, one or two things is how much does character factor into it, and, and how do you balance that off against productivity from a troubled player or a questionable player, a guy like, like Hardy? How do you balance those two? I think it weighs a lot, Ron, and, and especially when, when Jerry Richardson's your owner. It weighs a ton, believe me. I mean, he's one of those guys that just it, 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 he emphasizes it every day in that organization. And I think when it comes to the character stuff, and again, to me, I guess it was more with, with Greg, when we made the choice, it was more of a personality question than it was a character question because, you know, there were issues that he, he missed practice and, and, you know, they'd find him on the basketball court and, and there were things he traveled and not packed his shoes in there. But there was never any, at least from what we found out, there were, were never any criminal type of charges against them or anything that would, would, would bother you from that standpoint. Obviously, there were questions personality-wise. But again, I mean, look at Antonio Brown. He, he, fell, he was selected after Greg Hardy in that round that year. And there were questions about him. So you really never know. And, and the questions on him, as I say, I think were more coachability type, but, but we loved Antonio Brown, and that was a hard choice between those two guys. So you do have questions on players because you're talking about college college kids, guys who are, who are 
you know, in college and, and are young and developing not only as football players, but as individuals. So you do as much research as you can. I think you stay away from the obvious character guys who have had the, the history. But there are some cases that you say, okay, in a certain round, is it worth the risk? That's what we decided on Greg Hardy for the first couple of years, first three years. It looked like a good decision. And then, obviously, uh, he ran into problems. Now, this interview is turning into a Marty Herney victory lap. I want to ask you about... Don't do that. Hey, we can name a lot of flops. But I want to ask you about <laughs> a, yet another of your draft picks that everyone missed on, Josh Norman, who I think is playing at a higher level than any cornerback in the NFL this season. You got him in the fifth round out of Coastal Carolina. How? Why? Rick, same same thing with Antonio Brown. I think that, that they had coachability-type, maturity-type questions on him. Um, boy, the first time I saw him was at the East-West game and the length that you see today and, and that quick first step and that ability to make plays just showed up so much that, if you remember, he was he was not invited to the Senior Bowl originally, and he lit it up so, so good in practices there that they invited him to the Senior Bowl the next week. And, and then when you watch tape, I mean, he just had rare ability for a corner as far as the length and in that first step quickness, but there were there were questions about him as far as maturity, ability to play within a system, and that's where you have to look at the coaches. You know, the only part of this is drafting the right players and selecting them. The other part is having the coaching staff that develop the right, develop the players and get them playing time when they're young. And in Ron Rivera, Sean McDermott, Steve Wilkes, they've done a great job at developing Josh Norman and. He really has turned into one of the top corners in the league, and he had the he had the skill set. There were questions there about him coming out, mostly coachability wise, and I think very similar to Antonio Brown. And you look at both those guys and how they've developed into to, to terrific pros. Hey Marty, I think I'm going to vote you as executive of the year. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> yeah. You know, we could spend another hour talking about the second round misses and all the misses. Too, so. Well, we're circling Believe the bases me, here with Goose's executive of the year, Marty Herney. And, and Marty, you mentioned the coaching staff. That's something I didn't mention at the top. You hired Ron Rivera. You got Josh Norman. You found Thomas Davis, Cam Newton, Luke Kuechly. How much satisfaction do you take for what's going on with Carolina today? I do. I mean, it's, it's not satisfaction as much as I know all those guys. And, and Dave Gettleman has done a great job. Look at how deep this roster is now. And, and look at the acquisitions of Star and Kewan Short. And, and everybody in, in, in this game, it's the ultimate team game, everybody makes everybody else better. So, I, you know, I am root for him every Sunday. I mean, I, 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 I still talk to people over there um, on a frequent basis. I've always I've loved Dave Gettleman. <laughs> John Fox and I used to sit at the combine behind Dave, and, and Dave and I used to try to keep John John honest, and, and uh, we we kind of joke around and make fun with him. And you guys all know John Fox. You know what I'm talking about. It was just a fun time, and I think Dave's done a great job. And it's just so many people have to be good to to be successful in the NFL, and and to get to eight no. I mean, that's incredible. Winning 12 regular season games, going back to last year. That's so hard to do, and so many people are involved in it. I, I just, I'm, I'm so happy to see them have the success. Hey, Marty, we've got to run, but uh, stay with us because when we go off the air, Goose wants your address so he can send you that Executive of the Year award. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are great. 
Thank you. <laughs> hey, thanks, thanks, Marty. That was former Carolina GM Marty Herney. Up next, our residential debates. This is the Talk of Fame Network. The Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by MyCleanPC. If your computer runs slowly, log on to MyCleanPC.com for a free diagnosis. And within minutes, you can download software that will clean up what's slowing down your computer. For more details, go to MyCleanPC.com. Talk of Fame Network is also brought to you by GEICO. That's GEICO, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to GEICO.com. There's a reason why so many celebrities use Proactive. Their faces are their money. And it's time for you to get it because Proactive has set up a special 800 number. For just $19.95, you'll get Proactive and a rotating deep cleansing brush. A $45 value, yours free. For only $19.95, you're guaranteed to get clear and stay clear or your money back. Here's the number, 1-800-644. 5944. Call now for a lifetime of beautiful skin. 1-800-644-5944. When you cough all day, you forget what a miracle coughing is. Your cough soars out of your mouth at 50 miles an hour. Your cough is faster than a greyhound and nearly twice as fast as the fastest man on earth. So when your husband spends all night coughing, remember what an amazing world you live in. Or else... Try Robitussin 12-Hour. It soothes and delivers fast, powerful cough relief for up to 12 hours. New Robitussin 12-Hour, because it's never just a cough. Use as directed. Only Wendy's makes a deal feel like a meal. Introducing the new 4 for 4. Four bucks for the Junior Bacon Cheeseburger with freshly cooked Applewood smoked bacon, four all-white meat nuggets, and natural cut sea salt fries and drink. That's right, just four bucks for a Junior Bacon Cheeseburger, nuggets, fries, and a drink. That's one beefy, cheesy, sizzling, crispy, icy deal. Get more. Get four for four. Now at Wendy's. Offer includes small fries and drink. I participate in Wendy's for a limited time. Prices may vary. Offer not valid in Alaska and Hawaii. Hi, I'm Bruce Fabrizio, inventor of Simple Green. Like you, I'm a big sports enthusiast, and I want my gear to shine like new. That's why it's clean with Simple Green, the concentrated cleaner that's perfect for making your auto, RV, cycling, boating, and other sporting equipment look like new again. Try it today. If you're not 100% satisfied, I'll give you your money back. Visit us at simplegreen.com. Simple Green, Simple Green. Now, back to the Talk of Fame Network with Ron Borges. Rick Goslin and your Hall of Fame host, Clark Judge. They are who we thought they were. Talk Fame Network is brought to you each week by Geico. That's Geico, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. More details, go to geico.com. We're also brought to you by Proactive. This just in for $19.95. You can get Proactive plus a rotating deep cleansing brush valued at $45. But the best news of all, you get clear and you stay clear or your money back. For more information, call 1-800-644-5944. That's 1-800-644-5944. And last month, as you may remember, we held the first in our series of residential debates. And it went over so well, we decided to bring them back. This, of course, is where I'm going to ask Rick and Ron. They're on the podium right now. Uh, guys, welcome to the show. Debate issues related to the top players, plays, or teams in pro football. This is where you, yes, you at home, get to determine who's the winner. It's quick. It's easy. And Rick and Ron, I'm going to remind you again, 45 seconds to answer the question. Your opponent has 30 seconds to rebut, and you have 15 seconds to close. That sound easy, guys? Can we be like the Republican uh, uh, debating guys, just say whatever we want, stray off from the question and all that? Sure. You do whatever you want, Ron. But you've got 15 seconds to close. 
So, Derek, let's hit it. Ron, you're going to go first this time. The Patriots, your Patriots, just lost Julian Edelman for an extended period of time with a broken foot. Please tell us why or why not New England can overcome this loss. Same reason they uh, overcame the departure of Wes Welker. He was a 100-catch-a-year guy, year after year after year. He leaves, they slide Edelman in there, and he becomes a 100-catch guy. That's because it's about the position, slot receiver, and the system, not the individual. If you're agile, quick, like me, and can run in a straight line across the middle, and you're willing to do it, you're going to get a lot of balls thrown to you, and you're going to catch them. Now, you have to catch them, and you have to be courageous enough to do it again and again and again. And the smart guys also have to adjust their routes a little bit to keep Tom Brady happy. But we're not talking about brain surgery here, although you may need some brain surgery if you play that position too long, frankly. Uh, do they have a guy like that? We're going to find out. But it's not like they're running any intricate routes. Run across the middle, catch the ball, take a hit. Okay, time's up. Hey, ask, ask, ask Aaron Rodgers how tough it is to replace your go-to guy. Packers ranked 22nd in passing and aren't the offensive steamroll they've been in the past without Jordy Nelson. Brady has thrown almost 25% of his passes this season. He threw 19 balls his way in the game against the Bills and 12 in a game against Steelers. Suddenly, he's not there. That's going to make Tom Brady work a little bit harder. Ron, 15 seconds to close. Go-to guy, his name is Gronkowski. He's six foot six. <laughs> That's who he's going to be throwing to again and again and again. Okay, next up, Rick Goslin. Goose, nobody understands what a catch is anymore. Not me, not you, and certainly not the officials. So how do you propose that the league fixes this problem? Well, I won't need 45 seconds for this. This is simple. After you catch the ball and secure it all the way to the ground, you hand the football to the official. That way the ball never hits the ground. If you can't hand it to the official, it's not a catch. If for any reason the ball touches the ground or winds up on the ground, out of your hands, it's no catch. Cut and dried. Black and white. Give it to the official. Complete the, the pass. Ron Borges. Wow. That's kind of a rough, what if, he, what if he don't like the official? You don't want to hand him anything, especially the ball. Or what if it's Pete Morelli? He wouldn't know what then to do Then throw it. it at him. <laughs> there you go. He handed it to Pete Morelli, he'd go, what's this? Football. <laughs> uh, you know, it's not a bad idea, actually. I, but, but now it's gotten to the point, and I think it's the fault of instant replay, actually. You know, it's gotten absurd. Did the ball move a little bit? Did it not move a little bit? Uh, look. Guy catches the ball, he catches the ball. You know, if he pins it on the ground, obviously it's not a catch. Other than that, it's a catch. If he's got Ron, it, we're moving. Catch. We're moving to Rick Gosselin for a close. It's, I, I stand by my original statement. Cut and dry it, black and white. Hand it to the official. Just like Barry Sanders when he got in the end zone. Just hand it to the official, complete the play. Okay, Ronnie, you're next up. The NFL continues to have a series of, yeah, officiating mistakes. With Jacksonville's game-winning field goal, the latest example of, uh-oh, ha, mea culpa, my fault, sorry. What's your solution for the bad officiating that's as much a part of the game now as your Bill Belichick's hoodie? <laughs> well, uh, look, it's gotten to the point where this is a full-time job, not a weekend gig. You, you want to work weekends as a referee, do high school games. You want to be on national TV and avoid making a fool of yourself, become a professional referee. What other team sport turns over the officiating uh, of its games to seasonal workers? Is this the NFL or the United Farm Workers? I mean, the owners don't want to pay them enough to give up their day jobs, which is why they aren't full-time. If that's the case, then the owners lose the right to complain about the mistakes. 
or the officials lose the job when it becomes a full-time job? Would they hire a part-time lawyer to defend them? No. Would they hire a part-time lawyer to argue their case before Congress? No. These guys have full-time pilots and part-time officials. It's absurd. Goose, 30 seconds. Ryan, you're making this way too complicated. The fewer in flags, the better the game. So reduce the size of the crews. Right now, there are seven in each crew. Cut it back to three. One watches the offense, one watches the defense, and the referee oversees the game. That way, when there is a flag, it will be obviously a flagrant penalty and an easy one to see. This way, there'll be fewer flags. The bigger the government gets, the worse our government gets. The same with the officiating crews. Reduce the size of the crews. Reduce the flags. Improve the game. The officials have way too much influence now on the outcomes. That's not how the game is drawn up. Ronnie, close. Goose, fewer the flags, better the game. That sounds like something said by someone who never covered. The Raiders! <laughs> there are not enough flags in the world to keep people safe if the Raiders were playing them. Goose, <laughs> this last one's for you. Kirk Cousins, yes, Kirk Cousins has had three decent games. Plus, he's a Spartan. If you're the Washington Redskins, do you make a long-term commitment to him? Just like at Michigan State, the more he plays, the better he plays. Right now, he's their best option. So you lock him up. When someone better comes along, you move on. But if you have a running game of defense, you can win with Kirk Cousins. If you have a running game of defense, you can win with just about any quarterback. The Baltimore Ravens proved that in 2000 with Trent Dilfer. The Buccaneers did in 2002 with Trent Dilfer. Cousins had 300-yard games, four touchdown games. He gives the Redskins the best chance to win, so ride with him. Ronnie, 30 seconds. Don't be fooled by the numbers there, Spartacus. Two of these three decent games, as they were called by my friend Clark Judge, were against two of the worst teams in the NFL, Tampa and the Saints. And the Bucs beat the Cowboys. Yeah, <laughs> like I said. So did the Saints, the, as a matter of fact. The Saints, <laughs> Saints couldn't stop a parade of ants from going across the kitchen. Goose, you want to close? <laughs> well, I, I said my piece, Sparta. Sparta. Okay. Well, there's nothing debatable about what we hear next or who we hear next from. It's our Borges or... Bogus. We're Ronnie. Yes, Ron Borges is going to tell us the difference between parody and mediocrity. And tennis and Dallas fans, you better pay attention. Well, guys, the two and seven Titans are two games out of first place in the AFC South with seven games to play. Are they Borges or Bogus? The two and seven Cowboys are three games out of first place in the NFC East with seven to play and Tony Romo returning. Are they Borges or Bogus? Are these two dramatic races to the playoffs or two examples of just how bogus the NFL has become? Those are three legitimate questions the NFL should be asking themselves today because if things keep going as they have, two of their division champions, quote-unquote, could very likely win that crown without a winning record. We all know what that would be. Repeat after me. Bogus. Bogus. There's, there's a difference between parody and mediocrity. When the Cardinals and the Seahawks square off, that's parody. When the Titans and Jaguars square off, it's mediocrity. Like pornography, you may not be able to describe mediocrity, but you know it when you see it. So the question before the House is this. Is it time to dump the divisional races and simply seed the conference playoffs with the teams with the best records, like the NBA and the NHL? Why should a team with a winning record and perhaps even a sterling one be excluded from the postseason so a losing team in a loser's division can be included? When did the NFL have a loser's bracket? That would be 1960-68 to 68 when they played the Burt Bell Benefit Bowl, a.k.a. the Playoff Bowl. In those years, the two teams who didn't make the NFL championship game played for third place in Miami. Vince Lombardi's Packers did it twice, and he hated it. He called it, and I quote, It's a hinky-dinky football game held in a hinky-dinky town played by hinky-dinky players. That's all second place is. Hinky-dinky. Hold the rope. 
What would Lombardi call the AFC South and the NFC East races? Hinky-dinky races by hinky-dinky teams filled with hinky-dinky players. That's all those races are. Hinky-dinky. Hold the rope. Former Lions defensive tackle Roger Brown played in five of ten playoff bowls, winning all of them. And here's how he once described that experience. It was like having the worst inferiority complex. I was in five of them, and to have played in it five of the ten years was in in existence is pitiful. True, but not as pitiful as being two and seven and two games out of first place in the AFC South. That's not just pitiful. It is bogus. Brad, eight divisions provide coaching security and owner's revenue. If there's one champion in each conference, there are going to be a lot more coaches fired and empty seats in stadiums after Thanksgiving. How would you sell tickets in Jacksonville and Nashville under your system? Well, you still got the run to the to getting oh, a good enough record. That's a hinky-dinky answer. Hinky-dinky. <laughs> <laughs> you got a hinky-dinky team? You don't deserve to, to have fans in the stands. You know, they'd be hinky-dinky fans, wouldn't they? <laughs> That's a hinky-dinky fact. Hold the rope. I'll tell you what's not hinky-dinky, Ron. We got to get out of here. We're going to split for a commercial. And when we return, guess what? We're going to beat Doherty. He's not hinky-dinky either. He's going to talk about all things good and bad about the Green Bay Packers. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. When you cough all day, you forget what a miracle coughing is. Your cough soars out of your mouth at 50 miles an hour. Your cough is faster than a greyhound and nearly twice as fast as the fastest man on earth. So when your husband spends all night coughing, remember what an amazing world you live in. Or else, try Robitussin 12-Hour. It soothes and delivers fast, powerful cough relief for up to 12 hours. New Robitussin 12-Hour, because it's never just a cough. Use as directed. Do you freak out every time you break out? Try Proactive. There's a huge reason Proactive is the number one acne treatment. It totally works. For just $19.95, you'll get Proactive and a rotating deep cleansing brush. A $45 value, yours free. For only $19.95, you're guaranteed to get clear and stay clear or your money back. Here's the number, 1-800-644-5944. Call now for a lifetime of beautiful skin. 1-800-644-5944. Hi, Tom Bodette. These days, the Internet is full of quizzes to find out what kind of fruit you are or what movie character you're most like or what state you belong in. Well, take it from this tangerine space cop who apparently belongs in Alaska. You won't find any quizzes at Motel6.com. Just lots of clean, comfortable rooms for the lowest price of any national chain. Now, let's see. Am I more like a mild Swiss or a smoked Gouda? Well, I'm Tom Bodette for Motel 6, and we'll leave the light on for you. When you're running your own business, you're bound to be busy. Too busy. Too busy worrying about your budget. Too busy scheduling appointments. Too busy to build a website for your business. And because you're too busy, it has to be easy. And that's where Wix.com comes in. With Wix.com, it's easy for you to create your stunning website. Go to Wix.com and create your website today. It's easy and free. That's Wix.com. Now, back to the Talk of Fame Network with Ron Borges, Rick Goslin, and your Hall of Fame host, Clark Judge. Just a reminder, the Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by MyCleanPC. If your computer runs slowly, log on to MyCleanPC.com for a free diagnosis. And within minutes, you can download software that will clean up what's slowing down your computer. For more details, go to MyCleanPC.com. We're also brought to you by GEICO. That's GEICO, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. And for more details there, go to geico.com. And guys, 
Maybe the Green Bay Packers should look into Geico because it's been a bumpy ride the last few weeks for Aaron Rodgers and company. I don't know what's going on with that club, but I'll tell you what, I do know someone who knows what's going on, and that's Hall of Fame selector Pete Doherty of the Green Bay Press-Gazette. Pete, you're with Clark, Rick, and Ron, and thank you for joining us. The three great ones who uh, showed me the ropes around Canton. Good to talk to you. <laughs> well, no, See, he's holding. Clark. Guys, he's holding with, the rope. See that? He's holding the rope. <laughs> no, you're on with Clark, Rick, and Ron. You mistook it. <laughs> Not the three great ones. You're on with us. <laughs> hey, they oh, peaked. I, I thought I was at a different show. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, well, See you later. <laughs> See ya. Um, the pack, as we know, they, they, you guys have lost. Your team's lost three straight. Offense is in a funk, and friend of the show, Mike McCarthy, says ah, he needs to fix the passing game. This is your chance to tell Packer fans, talk him in off the ledge. Tell him whatever you want. I guess maybe tell him to relax, R-E-L-A-X. You, you want to do that or not? Well, that'd be a little uh, a little loose. It's not like they're one and two and just off to a little bit of a shaky start. It was... Uh... It's been three really bad offensive games, and really it kind of goes back about five weeks ago, I think it is. And so, I, you know, I've been thinking about this a lot. And, you know, I mean, we've all seen it, and a lot of things can go wrong with, with a team at once. But if you really get to the heart of the matter here, I think probably two-thirds of it is that Aaron Rodgers is a great player, and he's not playing great. And in fact, he's playing pretty average. And... That would cover up a lot of the mistakes. I think he just doesn't have a lot of trust in his receivers. They're not getting open, and he won't throw the ball in the tight windows because he doesn't want to throw interceptions. And he may just have to adjust the way he's playing without Jordy Nelson and without Eddie Lacy being the guy that he was the last two years. And, um, you know, if Rodgers plays great, they're a great team. And when he's playing average, they're they're an average team. And that's probably two-thirds or three-quarters of it right there. Hey, Pete, the Packers haven't had a sack since October 18th. That would be a month ago. None in this losing streak. Where is the pass rush gone? You know, they're they're not rushing Matthews as much, although they blitzed him from the middle, so that's part of it. Peppers got double-teamed a lot on Sunday, so that kind of took him out of it. You know, I think they were doing it. A lot of it was scheme, and uh, that can only get you so much. There's not a lot of great pass rushers there. I mean, Matthews is when he rushes. Peppers is still pretty good. Everybody else is, you know, fairly average. Mike Daniels is a pretty good inside rusher. Uh, playing Cam Newton, I think they were rushing a couple weeks ago. They were rushing more to contain the pocket than they were to sack him. But um, that's one of their big problems on defense. But, you know, this past game, their defense was fine. I mean, you know, one of the touchdowns they gave up was after a 140-yard kickoff return. You know, they, they had the ball at the one, so you can't really blame the defense for that. So, I mean, they're an average or a little bit above average, fairly above average defense, which if you're a top-five offense, that, that should be good enough. But they're not playing anywhere near like a top-five top offense. Pete, you know, the thing I'm wondering about is, uh, you know, we all remember the famous uh, Aaron Rodgers relaxed speech. And I'm just wondering if maybe he and McCarthy and maybe the whole team is in danger of being lulled a little bit into too much of a false sense of, security that uh you know look we're good we're gonna work it out it's gonna be fine you know i like olivia munn it's all great uh you know uh, is is he too relaxed i guess is what it, uh, uh, about this situation you know ron after uh six and oh you know you could they probably were three straight losses the heat's turned up around here a lot the first time after the game after a game rogers was really terse on sunday uh short answers want to see the film 
Um, I think you, you could tell he felt he was either he was probably a combination of really upset and feeling under under fire. McCarthy yesterday in his press conference was much more talkative than usual. I think feeling a sense of you know humility and need to explain things a little bit. So I think three losses has, has kind of changed all that. Um, you know, there's, it's not like they can't recover from this. And if Rodgers gets back on track, that gets them you know most of the way there. I mean, I remember when they won the Super Bowl in 10, they were 6-6 six and six at one point, and everybody wanted to fire the head coach, and then they won all the rest of their games, you know, four, uh, four in the regular season and four in the playoffs to win the Super Bowl. So I still think there's a fair amount of talent on this team, and, you know, they should be there in the end. And if they're not, then they have to look really hard at the way they're running things. Maybe McCarthy, you know, two weeks ago, I would have said it's way too early to talk about McCarthy taking the play calling back and, um, just after Sunday, all of a sudden, I'm thinking maybe he's got to think about it because something is just not going right, and maybe he needs to spend more time, you know, in, in with the offense instead of splitting it with offense, defense, and and special teams. We're speaking with Pete Doherty, the Green Bay Press Gazette, and Pete's a Hall of Fame selector. And Pete, since you mentioned that about the play calling, I wanted to ask you what, if any, changes do you envision when the Packers play Minnesota? I don't know. It's hard to predict. They. Uh, you know, they like going no huddle. They've been doing that for a couple of years now. So they, they stay three wides and a tight end and a running back. And they do that so that the, if they sub, the defense can sub. And they don't want the defense subbing their defensive linemen. They want to wear those guys out. Uh, but they got to get first downs to do that. And they're they're just not moving the ball. Now, against Carolina two weeks ago, they came out and they started playing like McCarthy did back when Favre was quarterback. And they were changing personnel groups. Like almost every snap, you had a different personnel group, and they had the, a good first series, and then it kind of petered out after that, and they fell behind. So I don't know what they're going to do. Um, I'm sure they're doing some serious self scouting, you know, yesterday and today, but they got to start working on Minnesota, and um, you know that's what they pay these guys for is to make, you know, pretty important changes on the fly when you have to adjust to, to changing circumstances. Be quick question: Do you think the play calling is going to go to Mike McCarthy? <sighs> Boy, I don't know. My guess is no. That okay. when he makes these when he makes these big macro changes, right. he he doesn't change his mind. But I would guess no. Okay. Well, Pete, that's the signal that we've got to go. We're changing our play call, and we're going to the two minute drill. But thank you so much for joining us, and good luck with the pack. Okay, thanks, guys. Always good to talk to you. Thanks, thanks Pete. Pete. That was Pete Doherty, Green Bay Press-Gazette. And this, well, this is the two-minute drill where Ron asks, Rick and I answer, and Derek, just start that clock, would you please? Two-minute drill. Here we go. <laughs> I'm a little lost in space here because I'm talking about Aaron Rodgers, and I'm holding the rope. Uh, number is, 12. Is, uh, is Rodgers still relaxed after uh, three straight Packer losses or not? I hope not because he's R-E-L-A-P-S-E-D. Relapsed. <laughs> Very good. He can't spell relaxed by Jordy Nelson. <laughs> Chip Kelly says he's, quote, very confident. Mark Sanchez taking over from injured Sam Bradford. How confident are you? Well, sure. I'm always confident, Ron. I always believe in quarterbacks who specialize in butt fumbles. I'm not confident in Chip Kelly, Sam Bradford, or Mark Sanchez. Here we go. Tough choices. DeAndre Hopkins' one-handed catches. Odell Beckham Jr.'s one-handed catches. Or Jim Abbott's one-handed catches. It's not tough. Abbott's no-hitter. Astounding. Beckham's. I was in the building for that one, and I still couldn't believe my eyes. 
Rams head coach Jeff Fisher says, quote, by no means does he regret trading for Nick Foles uh, and extending his contract. So why does he regret starting him over Case Keenum? Because as Jessica Lang once said, yes, Jessica Lang, I regret those times when I've chosen the dark side. That's Jessica, not Randy Lang. What he's saying is the acquisition of Foles allowed him to move Sam Bradford off the roster. He may not be winning with his current quarterbacks, but at least they're healthy. Case Keenum, Casey Stengel, or suitcase Harry Simpson? Ben Casey, because he delivered. Casey Stengel. I like those guys who have a voice that are media-friendly. Yes, Ben's QBR quarterback rating system has the Jets' Ryan Fitzpatrick, known to some as the Amish rifle, ranked ahead of the Patriots' Tom Brady. Take it easy, Clark. Is that a stat or a joke? Neither. It's stupid. And why I trust DVR over QBR. There's only one stat that matters, and it's not ESPN's QBR rating. Brady says Julian Edelman is too good a player to just put someone else in to replace him. What happened to next man up in New England? It went down with Julian Edelman. That would make Edelman the third most important guy in the building, and the other two you can't replace. Do enablers Jerry Jones and Jason Garrett know the Cowboys are 0-5 with Greg Hardy and not 5-0? and Nope, because they're too busy counting their DraftKings cash. Yes, not that it matters. What's a few losses along friends? Ben Rothsburg said his miracle recovery from a foot injury was a result of, quote, drinking a lot of milk. Is that true, or is he angling to become the next spokesman for the American Dairy Association? Neither. Jerry Jones is playing him in DraftKings. Usually a couple of Permani Brothers sandwiches can cure what ails any Pittsburgher. We'd like to thank Abraham Lincoln, Joe Head, and Bill Callahan, Fran Tarkin, and Jimmy Johnson for their speeches. Marty Herney and Pete Doherty for answering our calls. Derek Burns for producing us. And you for listening to us. If you'd like to hear this or any podcast, just go to our website, talkofamenetwork.com, or find us on iTunes. Otherwise, tune into the station this time next week when our guest will be Brett Favre. We'll look for you then. When you cough all day, you forget what a miracle coughing is. Your cough soars out of your mouth at 50 miles an hour. Your cough is faster than a greyhound and nearly twice as fast as the fastest man on earth. So when your husband spends all night coughing, remember what an amazing world you live in. Or else, try Robitussin 12-Hour. It soothes and delivers fast, powerful cough relief for up to 12 hours. New Robitussin 12-Hour, because it's never just a cough. Use as directed. Only Wendy's makes a deal feel like a meal. Introducing the new four for four. Four bucks for the junior bacon cheeseburger with freshly cooked applewood smoked bacon, four all white meat nuggets, and natural cut sea salt fries and drink. That's right, just four bucks for a junior bacon cheeseburger, nuggets, fries, and a drink. That's one beefy, cheesy, sizzling, crispy, icy deal. Get more. Get four for four now at Wendy's. Offer includes small fries and drink. And participate in Wendy's for a limited time. Prices may vary. Offer not valid in Alaska and Hawaii.